Join me each week as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a 10-year freelance beauty editorial, TV, and film makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Welcome to BTS with Brittany. everybody welcome back to another episode of bts with brit i feel like i say that every time we start an episode but i don't know omatic do i say that every time okay we gotta switch it up how's your day going omatic (laughs) y'all omatic is drinking the most lightest of light skin coffee i've ever seen and it's so childish like this looks like straight milk with with just a bunch of cream in it, and I'm so annoyed. For those of you who are out there who like coffee, you know, we just put like a dab of cream in it. We don't need all that sugar cream. If it's light, I don't want it. It's not right. That's not right, but (laughs) I'm saying that in regards to my coffee. But anyway, guys, I took a survey to see what you all wanted to hear for our final two episodes. Yes, our final two. It's this episode and we have one more after this. You guys said you want to hear something about setting your rates. So here we are. And I thought this would be super fitting due to the fact that we've been talking about money for the last two weeks. And I know setting your rates or talking about money in the industry can be very uncomfortable. I feel like the conversation has gotten a little better since that whole situation where, uh, what's that rapper's name? Asian doll said something about if you paying more than 150 for a makeup artist, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. She was just saying that that's too much if it's over 150. And during the time, it was like, you know what? I'm not even going to bring myself to have this conversation because if you can't see the value in this service, then you clearly don't need to get it. I'm not arguing with somebody who doesn't know my worth, but I feel like since that whole situation, Talking about money has gotten a little better. But I want to let you know something. If you're going to be in the industry, you have to get comfortable with talking about money because you're always going to talk about money, whether it's with your clients, negotiating with a production team, you got to talk about it. So if you've been feeling confused about what you should charge, setting your rates and all of that, this episode is for you. So grab your notebooks, grab your edges. I am dropping gems. Disclaimer. I hate to break it to you, but I cannot tell you how much to charge. However, I can give you the keys in this episode so that you can figure out what you should charge. So the first thing you want to do is research. You need to find out what are the going rates in your area. Now, you can do this by researching artists who are in the area of the industry that you want to be in. So if you want to be a bridal artist, reach out to bridal. If you're trying to work in TV and film, reach out to a production artist. Really dig deep with your research and contact as many artists as you can and ask them what are their rates. Now, you can also check their website or their Instagram. Sometimes artists have like a price list listed in their highlights. So you can find out what are the starting rates in your area. Keep in mind when you're researching these artists, you want to consider how many years they've been working, 
Are they traveling to their clients or do they own a studio? Because if they have a studio they work out of, their rates are going to be a little different because they have to factor in their overhead. Review their portfolio and their resume. Now, I don't think I said this already, but you want to email them and say something like, hi, I'm an upcoming artist working in the D.C. area or wherever you are. I'm currently trying to establish my rates, you know, and you wanted to reach out to them to ask them what are their rates to ensure that you're charging the right amount and you're not undercutting. But again, consider the time they've been working, if they travel to clients, review their portfolio and if they have a studio. And to be quite honest with you guys, I still reach out to artists and ask what are their rates, especially since I'm going back and forth to L.A. now and the rates in L.A. are super different than what the rates are here in D.C. So I want to make sure that I'm not undercutting another artist as well as undercutting myself. So I ask, hey, guys, what are the rates here in this area? Because if you go to a client or a production team, they see that your work is really good and you're charging like $300 for a day rate versus the $800 or something that the day rate would normally be, they're not going to tell you, oh, okay, well, we did have a thousand budgeted for makeup, but since you said this is your rate, that's what we're going to go with. They're not going to tell you that. They're just going to go with whatever you say if it's lower and it's within their budget. So you want to find out what are the rates in the area to make sure that you're charging accordingly. When you are creating your rates, one thing that you want to keep in mind is your numbers. And when I say your numbers, I mean, how much does it cost to run your business? How much do you spend on makeup, replenishing your kit, classes and education, business services, like if you did a brand shoot, um, marketing and your taxes? Because remember, we talked about how as a freelancer, you owe quarterly taxes. That all needs to reflect in your rates. You don't want to just charge any old rate, but you want to charge enough to make sure that you're considered a profitable business. Now, remember in the taxes episode, I told you all that you can have so many expenses that you write off to the point that it looks like you made zero dollars in your business. That's what I mean by you want to be a profitable business. You want to bring in enough where you can cover your business expenses um, and you can also pay yourself so that you can have money to live and do fun things. So you should be making enough to cover everything. And like I said, leave room to pay yourself. There's actually a spreadsheet on glossable.com where you can plug in your expenses and it will calculate how much that you should be charging per client. So check that out. The next thing that you want to make sure that you're always charging for is travel. Keep in mind that when you have to travel to somebody, that cuts into your time. And as a small business owner, your time is super valuable. And I'll get to that in a minute. So before you even accept a job, if they say, okay, I need you to come to me, before you send them a rate, you got to figure out how far you are going to travel. And is this worth your time? Like recently, I got a gig. It was about two hours out of town and... I mean, they were trying to give me a half a day rate since I was only going to be there for about three hours, but I still had to 
drive like an hour and 30 minutes. That cuts into a lot of my time. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I don't do half a day rates. I do a full day rate because if I have to come out of my house, the moment I step out of my house and get in my car to start driving to this job, and even when I leave this job, if we wrap in two hours, but I still have to drive two hours back, that's also cutting into my time that I could have been doing something with my business or being with another client. So I'm gonna charge accordingly. I'm gonna charge a full day rate and I'm also gonna add travel into that. So there are quite a few ways you can determine how much you want to charge for travel. I believe there is a form on irs.gov that will tell you how much you can charge or what is the cent per mile you can charge for this year, for 2021. I have heard people say too, they charge however much gas costs cent per gallon to determine their travel. So I've heard that before. If you're going really far, you can also say, all right, well, you know, this is gonna take this much gas or this many miles that it costs this much to fill your tank to, let's say half a tank, you're gonna use half a tank or a whole tank. You're gonna use the whole tank. So you charge the amount that you need to put gas in your car. But on top of that, you're also going to put time and keep in mind, like when you join the union or certain productions, they actually pay you for the days that you have to travel because they know that it's cutting into your time. And outside of your travel, they also pay for your meals. When you're traveling, you get hungry, you have to eat. So if you're going out your way to do a job, you know, you got to stop and you got to pay to get there. You have to pay for your meal and it's cutting into your time. You need to set a rate that makes it worth your while. So let's get into time. Like I said before, your time is very important when you're a small business owner because there's many moving parts to your business. You are the accountant, the graphic designer, the artist. You play every part of your business, especially in the beginning, if you can't hire people to help you with the services that you need. So therefore, you going to do a client cuts into something else that you have to do. I'll give you guys an example. I have a podcast now and there are many other things that I'm launching with my business this year. So anytime that I take an opportunity, I have to consider, is this worth my time? And if I say yes, what other areas of my life am I saying no to? And I don't want you all to feel guilty and think that if somebody calls you with an opportunity, especially if it's last minute and you are free, but this was not a day that you plan to work, Please, 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 we talked about this so much. Make your mental health and your me time or whatever else it is, your family a priority. If a production company, a client calls you last minute, it's not on you to rush and break your neck to try to accommodate them. Now, if you want to, that's fine. But just because I'm free doesn't mean that I'm available to work. If I'm not on a job, that doesn't mean that I'm available to come to work. Another thing is don't feel bad if you have to step back from taking a client or an opportunity to work on an area of your business that's not profitable yet. Sometimes when you're trying to launch something new in your business, it takes a lot of time and focus and energy. So if you have to step back for a minute to work on this because you know it's going to be 
it's going to bring a profit in your business, then do that and make sure that when an opportunity does make itself available to you, that like I've been saying, I can't stress this enough, it's worth your time. I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. I'm not stepping out my door for anything less than $400 because I have to focus. Which leads me into a story because I know I always got a story. So my assistant, well, let me back it up. Last week, I got a call from a production company for a really big politician. They forgot to book a makeup artist. Sometimes, I listen, it baffles me. So in production, makeup artists are considered below the line. So this is like the last person that they're going to call and book. This company calls me and they're like, hey, Brittany, we have such and such coming in. Could you be here in 30 minutes to do his makeup? What? <laughs> what? It was just no way. Like, it was no way. And I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. The price was right, but I had other things that I needed to do that day. And I just wasn't breaking my neck. So I call my assistant. I say, hey, this opportunity is available. Would you like to take it? She's like, you know what? I'm on my way to the gym, but I do have my kit with me, so I'll take it. She goes to the job. It went smooth. You know, she just does the makeup and she goes. And actually, she was way closer than me because it was like in Virginia. I'm in Maryland. So she calls me after it's done. I say, great, cool. Here's what you need to put on your invoice. And she's like, what? You want me to put that much? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. I want you to put that much. Just because you didn't have a client, you were still going to the gym. You already had your day planned out. You know, they're calling you last minute. And you need to make sure that it's worth your time and that you're accommodated for. You had to completely go out your way. So, yes, you can charge that much. And she jokes about me all the time because she says one thing about me is I'm going to keep her paid. I do because you have to know your worth and charge accordingly for it. So anytime an opportunity presents itself and I'm, I'm asking her, hey, what do you want to charge for this? She's like, oh, I'm going to charge this. I'm like, no, ma'am. I'll add an extra $150 on it. Like, no, you're going to charge this. And then she comes back like, oh, my gosh, they paid it. And I'm like, of course they are. You are worth it. Which leads me into another point. You have to know your worth and charge accordingly. Now, I know they say that you should charge based on how many years you've been working. But I personally think that's a myth that keeps artists stuck. If you are doing great work, you're in demand, you have outstanding customer service, and you have a high-value kit, you're, you're carrying around NARS, YSL, charge, charge, raise your rates. And that was one thing about my assistant. She's in demand. The girl is always booked now. Like, sis has her weekends booked up, okay? Even weekdays. Her kit is outstanding, so just because she's been doing this maybe, I think, four years versus the 11 years that I'm going on, whenever I have something that comes up, assistant or not, she's getting paid the same because she's worth it. And if I'm being honest with you guys, that mindset kept me broke for years. I was in demand. I was getting books for all these big jobs, but I would be afraid to speak up and say how much that I wanted to charge or, you know, like I would say, no, I can't charge that day rate yet. I'm charging this because I didn't think that I was worth it. And I didn't want anybody to say, well, you haven't been doing it long enough. And that kept me broke and that kept me struggling for a while. And I was resenting all of the jobs that I was taking because I was learning that I wasn't getting paid as much as the artists who were on set with me. And it wasn't because 
I wasn't worth it. It was, I wasn't asking for it. And if you're not asking for it, they're not going to give it to you. This morning I was reading a devotional and let me tell you how God is always on time. And he must have wanted you all to hear this. So I'm going to read it. The devotional I'm reading is called Big Idea Food by Marlena Banks. And today's devotional says, get paid and repeat. I'm just going to read you the parts that I highlighted. But she says, I learned something in the midst of all that I went through. As much as people will try to get you to come down on prices, and they will, no one is a bigger threat to how much you get paid than you. If you're not sold on the value of the product you provide, no one else will be. That's why your pricing has to mean something to you, especially for those of us who worked in a service-based business. If your pricing isn't purposely tied to something tangible in your life, you'll never enforce it. You can't afford to do stuff on the low. The life you are building is worth too much for that. Set yourself up to be a cheerful giver when you want to get discounts so that you're not bitter about the sales that you give. And by all means, demand what is due to you. The timing of that couldn't be more perfect because like I was saying, you got to know your worth and you got to charge accordingly for it. If you don't feel good about your work, nobody else will. And if you approach somebody like, well, um, my rate is two, 200. Is that okay with you? So they're going to look at you like, girl, what's wrong? No, my rate is $200, period. That's it. And when you know your worth, you know what value you bring to the table, you know the type of kit that you're bringing, your professionalism. When somebody questions, well, why is your rate this much? You can say, my rate is this much because of X, Y, and Z, because this is what I offer. And don't get offended if somebody says to you, your rates are too high. That's fine. Not everybody is going to be able to afford you, and not everybody is going to be your client. If you want to do high upscale women, then charge that. And what you want will find you. You just have to make sure that you're showing up like the artist who charges a thousand a face. Like make sure that your kit, your professionalism, your customers, everything reflects the rate that you want. Because listen, nobody's going in Louis Vuitton and Gucci asking for discounts. They they know what Gucci and Louis is and they're paying the rate. So shouldn't nobody be coming to you asking you a discount? If you want to give a discount, that's on you. But know your worth and charge your value. I've never seen Gucci, Louis, Prada, Goyard, YSL have a sale ever. I've met. They probably have, but I don't know. I don't see sales too often with them. So you don't you don't need to go on sale. Period. That's another thing, like makeup artists, please, 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 please stop having sales because then you teach your client that, oh, she's going to have a sale soon. So I'm just going to wait until she has a sale again and purchase it. And what I mean by sale, if it's one of your classes or something like that, that's fine. But you want to watch having sales for your services. And that's all I got to say on that. So I hope that this was some valuable information. I am sorry that I don't have a, a rate to give you as to where you should start out. It all depends on where you're located, what are the going rates in your area, and what it takes for you to run your business. However, remember I told you guys that there is a spreadsheet from Glossable.com. I believe it's like $19. Um, And you can plug in all your business expenses and find a rate from there. However, feel free to DM me and ask me, what are my rates? I have no problem sharing them at all. It's just that I don't want to share them on the podcast because eventually this episode will be old 
and the rates that I state may not be the rates that I have in that current time. So it's not, I'm not making them a secret, but you can contact me. You guys know where to find me at underscore Brittany Rogers on Instagram, or you can send me a message at BTS for Brit on Instagram. So, all right, guys, let's get into Last Looks. If you're a new listener here at BTS with Brit, Last Looks is a section of the podcast where I give you some advice on something crazy I've been through, or you, <laughs> or you can write in and ask a question, and I will answer it here on the podcast. So, we have a question from one of our listeners. She says, hi, Brittany. I'm a makeup artist working in the D.C. area, but I'm currently looking to work more in New York. I'm not sure how to go about finding work in New York. Any advice on getting jobs there or is it just based on who you know? That is a great question. So finding jobs in New York, knowing some people is helpful. However, like I told you guys when we talked about building portfolios, I was saying make a hit list of people you want to work with. Do the same thing. If you're trying to work more in New York, make a hit list of some photographers there that you want to work with or maybe potential clients and email them and ask them, hi, my name is such and such and such. If you're trying to test or build your portfolio with them and ask them, do they need a makeup artist? If it's a production team, you can ask them, do they need an artist for any upcoming jobs they have? There are also like groups on Facebook that you can join. Like there's one called Nat uh, Geo. Yes, Nat Geo, like National Geographic. They post a lot of production jobs for the East Coast area. So mainly Philly, New York, and D.C. But it's always good to know somebody. So maybe you can start out by assisting an artist there. Just taking some trips and getting to know people. Going to networking events, different type of industry mixers in New York, which is kind of hard right now. We're still in a pandemic and nothing is really open yet, but you can go to industry mixers so you can get to know people and eventually you will start getting jobs there. But I will say if you are trying to book work in New York and you are from DC, please make sure that you are in the area on the day that you need to do the job or you have a place to stay for the days that you need to do the job. And Omatic said that New York is opening up uh, when? On May 17th with no restrictions. So there may be industry mixers happening. So stay connected with the people that you're trying to work with. All right, guys, that is all that I have for today. Forgive me if I sound mad aggressive. I'm just passionate and I want y'all to get paid, okay? I want you to get paid your worth. I want you to ditch that broke, struggling artist mindset that you're supposed to struggle and only charge this much. Oh, you know what? One thing that I didn't say that I'm going to say really quickly is don't be afraid to give yourself a raise. As you grow and your brand grows, your kit grows, your business costs more to run, please raise your rates. Whatever rate you came in, that's not what you need to stay at. And I did that in production. Like I remember my day rate was like $600 for the longest. And I started working on projects that the day rate was way higher than that. And my mentor was like, sis, raise that rate. Come on now. What, what are you doing? You are allowed to 
give yourself a raise. If you worked in a corporate job, you've been there for some years, you're doing great work, they are going to give you a raise. So do the same for yourself. Assess your business, look at what's growing, what's working, what's not, and raise your rates accordingly. Okay. For real this time, that is all I have to say. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. As always, guys, I appreciate you for listening because this podcast would be nothing without all of your support. And of course, Omatic, our sound engineer, putting this together. So I love you guys. I appreciate you all. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and to turn on your notifications. I don't know. Does Apple have notifications? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They give you notifications. Turn on your notifications, whether you listen on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a comment, a review. Show us some love. And until next week, wash your hands, wear your mask, sanitize your makeup kit because the the germs is out here in the streets. All right. Love you guys. Oh, guess what, guys? I have one more episode left next week. But okay, that's it.